I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. This week, we're sharing some of the top highlights from Trainual's awesome annual event called Playbook 2022. In today's episode, you're going to hear from Allison and Wes Felix, brother and sister duo who started Seish, a shoe company made by women for women. And then the founder of The Giving Keys, Caitlin Crosby, who speaks on leadership and having the self-awareness to pivot branding and messaging. If you want to watch the full sessions, head over to Trainual's YouTube channel and look for the Playbook 2022 playlist. We have a software company. Thinking about starting a shoe company is just mind blowing to me. Like going into textiles, like trying to figure out fabrics and like soles and the production and the manufacturing. Like, what? How did you go about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Allison, you want to jump in? You're, you're both just like, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> I think we both had like the same feeling of just, you know, at those beginning stages of just like, and over uh, just feeling overwhelmed. But I, I'll say like once we did like dive in, I think it was making sure that we really brought on people who were just well experienced, who had done this. And I I was just fascinated by learning the process. And Wes talked about Tiffany, um, who really I think she was just our first point of just kind of understanding, you know, how shoes are made and the process of, of it all. And then, you know, working with some incredible um, designers and I I think there's something really special also that, you know, these shoes are made for and by women. And for me to be, you know, a part of that process and just to see how it's all developed and what happens at the factories and all of that. I mean, we we both grew up loving shoes and big sneakerheads. We could get like one pair of shoes for like the whole year. And we used to wash them with a toothbrush and like we were pretty obsessed. So for us, I mean, as kids who grew up that way, it was also just this fascinating process stepping into this industry that, you know, was something completely new for us. But um, the learning were just, you know, massive, but also like so much fun along the way. You said the mold, right? For the shoe. Is that from your foot, Allison, now? Um, not specifically, just, yeah, due to all of this coming together during the pandemic. But I do kind of like, I feel like that's also why I didn't realize that shoes hadn't been made for women for so long, was that because being a runner and, you know, being with, I was with Adidas when I was, you know, 17 years old. And then Nike after that, like my shoes always were, I always had like shoes made for me. And so I didn't realize, you know, racing shoes. And so I didn't realize, you know, that the shoes that are going to, to retail are, you know, are, are very different than that. And so it was a lot of learning uh, along the way for sure. You know, it was really daunting to start, but we had no idea what we were getting into. So it was, you know, at the beginning you were like, okay, what, what are the steps? You find a developer, you find a designer, how much is it going to cost? We got it. We have to open up molds like, okay, great. And then we get materials. Where do the materials come from? You know, and you kind of broke it down to this like 10 item checklist of we just, these are the steps. Um, and then when you start the steps, then you realize each one of those steps had probably another hundred more items, um, underneath it. And that's when, when you really got into it, you're already in, you know, and I think that 
I, I always say a lot and Allison talk about um, Allison and I talk about how if we knew what it was going to take when it started, we would have never started. So I'm so glad we didn't know what it was actually going to take. Um, and then, yeah. you know, the learnings, the very fast learnings around around logistics and global supply chain during the largest global supply chain crisis, you know, that that we've experienced is also makes it where we don't know what normal feels like. We don't know what like regular level because we just started it when we started it and everything was very, very hard when we started it. So <laughs> I hope that we got this real shock to the system and later on we're going to go, oh, wow. So that's actually not as hard as we thought or that's actually much, much cheaper. Everything you're doing is really woven into this mission and you have this maternity policy of a return policy. Can you explain what that's all about? And also, where did the idea come from? How do you have like your ear to the ground or understand what your customers would really resonate with? Yeah, the maternity returns policy is something that we are just so proud of. And so basically, um, a lot of people don't even know this, but a woman's foot can change size when she becomes pregnant. And a lot of times that change in size is permanent. Um, I found it out when I became a mother and I'm like, wait, you're telling me my foot is not going to go back to the original size. And it's kind of a crazy feeling, um, but, you know, just one of those things that a lot of moms deal with. Um, so what we do is we'll, if you have a pair of our shoes, we'll give you, you know, a new pair in your size. And just this idea of, you know, we see you, you don't have to make a choice between, you know, motherhood and anything else. And just another way to support women, you know, um, completely and really also wanting to like push the industry and, and say that this is a way that we can show up. And, um, and so the idea really came from, again, one of those uh, gems from, from Tiff um, who, you know, developed our first product. Um, and it's something that she had always really wanted to do and not had the opportunity to do it. And it was kind of like high on her list. And we're like, well, wait, why can't we do that? You know, um, why can't we show up for women? And so um, we're just, we're super proud of it. And we hope to, you know, really push the industry and, and say that this should be something that we do. What specific changes did you have to make to your marketing, right? Obviously that's a big part of the, today's topic wow. uh, to turn the, the, the tides, right? Like wh what did yeah. you do differently? Yeah. Um, well, it was interesting. So we have two missions, right? So one mission is, well, at, from the beginning was it said on all of our marketing and all of our cards and our boxes and the side of our building, help us and homelessness. We employ people trying to transition out of homelessness. So that was one side. And the other side was a pay it forward model, get your key, get your word, and then pass it on, pay it forward to someone who needs it more than you. And for, and I was so tied to both of them, but for years, people like marketer, you know, consultants would come in or board people would come in and they're like, you need to focus on one, it's two missions are too confusing. And I was like, no, because I, I've worked a million trade shows. I've worked a million pop-ups and a million trunk shows. And I see that people relate to both of them. Some people yeah. relate to one side more than the other. I cannot give up one, but finally I said, okay. And we're going to just focus on the um, help us and homelessness, which is why we painted over, pay it forward on the side of our building. And then we painted over that help us and homelessness. And then on all of our packaging and all that, we change it to that. And then fast forward 
um, pandemic happened and we had to totally change our model. And we did at first when we, when we moved into the fulfillment center, I was like, can we take our employees and can you hire them here so we can still keep this major part of our, our mission. And they did at first, but it didn't end up really panning out to be honest, because I think a lot of our employees, like, like two of them were like, we don't like it. Like, this is not, we had such a loving atmosphere and the fulfillment center is very different and it just wasn't the happy family. And so, um, so we're like, okay, we have to change that and now do giving back proceeds, but that felt so not enough. So the, the silver lining is we have been ignoring the pay it forward half of our mission for years. And that is half of our customers love that. And we never talk about it because we're focusing on this. So now we just got clear that we're going to really focus on um, that pay it forward and the stories and the human connection. And so now we went through our, um, our core, um, what is it called? Your value propositions. Mm -hmm. And we went through all the benefits of our company and what you get when you give a key to somebody. And it really is this invaluable human connection. And so really kind of now using all of our marketing language to go there instead of, you know, help us end homelessness and all the other things that go with that because, and it's interesting because we have focused on that for over a decade. So I feel like we've, we've done a lot in that space and kind of giving yourself as a founder permission to pivot. It's hard though, because it's like, you want to hold on to it. Um, but, but I think it's, it's, it's okay to give yourself grace to do other good things. It doesn't have to stay exactly the same, you know, like a death grip. I'm sure that's hard for you because that I, you're. I can tell you identify as somebody who does a lot, right? Like singer, songwriter, actress, author, entrepreneur, etc., etc., etc. I have always felt that same way, right? Like a musician, singer, songwriter, um, athlete, speaker, writer, entrepreneur. Like, and I've never wanted to give up a piece of my identity, and I've let projects linger for too long because they are tied to a core component of who I feel I am, even though they're not necessarily serving me or like my, my momentum at the moment, right, right now. And so how did you personally come to terms with, with that in your life when, when you seem to want to do a lot and lean into a lot and leverage all your skills and the well-rounded person that you are as a leader? Because all of those things made you who you are. So like, it's hard to let go, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, to be honest, I think because I was from such a young age, like I want to change the world. And like, I had crazy, huge vision my whole life. And then, and I, I was never that person that was like, I just want to be a mom. I was, I was like, is something wrong with me? Because children and my friends, kids annoy me. All mommy things annoy me. Like what is wrong with me? I just want to be like worker, change the world person. And then when I got pregnant and I had my two kids, it all changed. And I was like, I actually don't care about anything other than my two kids. Like I don't have any passion for doing any type of work whatsoever. I I had a full on shift. Um, And which was honestly really, really big deal. And it felt like I felt like a completely different person after that shift. Um, So I think now I'm in the place of trying to find that balance. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think I'm, I'm really trying to get clear on what am I the most passionate about? And I think 
when I watch, when I read or pay it forward stories or, or I see videos of it happening, or if I give a key to someone and I see them start to cry, because that usually always happens. Um, I, I'm like, this is why I was created. This is why I was made. I was made to do this. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms, and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.